what up y'all welcome back to another episode of bitches love brunch this is episode 33 and i am your co-host courtney oh there you go this is kiana (laughs) you so petty You just couldn't um, let it slide, but I no, guess it's your name, so it it is my name. Um, just so y'all know, so we had a little a little glitch. We started to record and had to stop for a second, and I noticed on when we first started recording that I did not say my name with the emphasis on the T. So I thought I was gonna switch it up this time, and Kiana thought I was gonna let it go, but <coughs> I've been saying my name like that for as long as she's known me. At least. I just want to let you know, I'm going to share this short story. When I first came to OU, you know, everybody added each other as Facebook friends. <laughs> I remember commenting on either a page or a picture. And I, sp- I think I misspelled your name. And yes. you didn't correct me, but Jerome Williams did. And he emphasized the T. And y'all, they like seniors. I was a little bitty freshman. And Jerome, like, her, I'm sorry, but her name is Courtney. And I was just like, you know what, Jerome? Y'all don't really look that cool to hang out with anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> we ended up still being friends. But yeah, everybody stresses that too. Sure, they sure do. I, when people, I talk to you, though, I never do. Is that offensive? No. And that's what I tell people all the time. They they like, so have I been saying your name wrong all these years? I actually ran into a, um, well, not ran into, I, whatever. I kind of, a colleague of mine. Mm, okay. We're going to chop that all up, chop and screw that. Maybe we'll have Duja edit that out. <laughs> Someone that I know that I went to high school with, we have uh, we now have a working relationship. And she, you know, she kind of grabbed me after a meeting one time. She's like, so have I been saying your name wrong all these years? I was like, no, you know, it was actually really like a big change in high school. I mean, in college. And she was like, okay, because I thought, she was like, I just hear everybody just trying to put all this emphasis on your name and they're just like Courtney and I'm like well that's where people get it wrong because people then turn it into three syllables I'm like it's really just two it's just a smooth Courtney not Courtney not Courtney quarter you I've gotten everything I just don't understand the struggle but just emphasis on the T guys enunciation yeah she'll check you don't worry <laughs> or Jerome will we find Jerome or, or Jerome will Jerome will find you <laughs> or Jerome will alright so how are things going for you Kiana it's been a couple weeks yes um, since we last recorded what's new what's popping what's pop you know what I was watching Cardi B on um, Instagram of course and she always starts off her videos like, what's popping? I'm just like, why can't I greet people? Like, what's popping? What's popping? What's popping? But anyway, nothing's popping. Um, <laughs> um, what's new? Nothing's really new. Actually, yes. I got this new bomb lipstick for Black Friday. Mm. So that's really exciting. I love all things makeup, if anybody knows me. I'm not like overboard with the makeup. It looks natural, but I really just like makeup. Um... But no, everything's good. Coming back into work after, you know, some time off for Thanksgiving. It was a much-needed break with family, um, spending time with my best friend's family. Everything feels good right now. Feels okay. good. How you doing? What's going on? 
I'm 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 well, you know. I really I really can't complain. I was actually sitting and thinking today. At some point I thought like 2018 was like just an average year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nothing has really popped. Nothing was really shaking all like that and it's probably because I um, you know, I didn't travel like I normally do, so that was that was different for me. But then I was like, no, Courtney, you really had a bomb ass year. Yeah. Like on the low. Um and it hasn't let up. So you know, things are good. I'm in good spirits outside of trying to um, fight a cold and make sure that I do not get more sick than what I already am, I guess. I really didn't want to admit that. But other than that, you know, I can't complain. I'm with you. I can't complain at all. I'm definitely all right. with you. Well, um, <coughs> excuse me. Ciao. What? I'm sorry. So I'm supposed to be focused on a podcast, but I wasn't. I was looking at this picture. I saw this engagement photo, and this man opened up a box and gave the girl options and rings. Not a ring. Options. That's what, see, see, this social media gonna have people twisted. Yeah. <laughs> because folks about to try to start coming out with options and rings. Well, I mean, shout out to him because he can do that. That's no shade, no judgment. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm speaking. I'm not mad. Speaking that type of prosperity over my husband's life right now. <laughs> Jesus, we just ask you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't mad at it. Right. Like don't even try to guess. Just give me a couple options and I'll choose. Yes, I'm not gonna guess. How about we just get them all? Take them all back tomorrow. Don't worry, baby. What? That is so funny. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sorry. Where no, were we going? Right. <laughs> we were going to pass the mimosa. Okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking this week some lemon-flavored um, Theraflu because I, too, okay. am not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am currently drinking uh, orange juice without the champagne because you all know why. But probably mm. on a break, I'm going to go reheat my um, hot toddy. And make that a thing, so that will have a little whiskey in it. But that's what hot toddies are, so I'm looking forward to that. Because by the time we get off here, <laughs> your girl going to be knocked. Oh, girl, I'm going right to bed. I mean, eyes might start closing during the tips, okay? <laughs> <laughs> What's your tip, Kiana? I have no idea. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Get eight, eight hours, hours of sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that's my tip. I'm not mad. All right, well, oh, let me. Since our um, since our past the mimosa portion is uh pretty uneventful, sorry, we'll keep y'all. on moving on. Yeah, I'm about to keep I, apologizing to y'all sorry. every right. week. Right, I'm actually not sorry at all. Um, but let's keep it moving and share the good share the good news. Okay, so the quote the not the quote. The quote this week uh, comes from an unknown author, and it says, We just became strangers who knew each other too well. And I just thought that was so deep. And y'all, let me say this. Sometimes I just be here, okay? I just, I'm just present. Kiana does an excellent job at finding quotes that go along (laughs) 
with our topic. I just wanted to put that out there. And oh, thank you. Um, I usually take it as joint credit for the both of us. Yeah. So I just, I just, I just want to give credit to where credit is due. You hit the nail on the head. I appreciate okay. that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're too kind. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> This quote, though, Courtney, this quote was so deep. When I read it, I was just like, oh, dagger to my heart. Dagger mm. to my heart. Um, just because I know what that feels like on a relational level, like a boyfriend-girlfriend context. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know what... I was just going to I don't know that. what that feels like on what we're about to talk about, which is divorce, like the effects of divorce. But we can yeah. at least try to relate to it in that way. Um, but it still won't be your husband. Goodness. Well, before we go there, I have also definitely felt that from a friendship level as well. Like non-romantic. That's so true. Like, I know you, but you're still a stranger. And that's so weird. Because you, um, I was listening to the side effects of breaking up with a friend, I think, on Amanda Seals' podcast. And she Mm -hmm. said that, like, you have to mourn, you have to mourn the relationship with your friends, too, because you have memories with this person. Oftentimes, your close friends, if you grew up with them, you probably know their family members, their siblings. Um, You got pictures and stuff together going out. It's kind of like when you with your dude and you want to take all those pictures away. And you're not friends with this person anymore. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah, right. So you you got to break um, up with your friends, too. That's probably why some men be mad. You don't know if your, your boyfriend's mad, your significant other's mad. He probably breaking up with a friend. He, he definitely not going to call it that, though. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But I also think that that's why breakups tend to be difficult. What do you mean? Like, because this isn't just, like, in relationships, this isn't just me ending a relationship. I'm losing somebody that I'm used to having in my life. Um, That was a huge part of my life. Like, and especially when it is a romantic relationship, you're doing things together. You're investing time and emotion and secrets and vulnerabilities with each right. other. Um, <clears throat> so the thought of losing that, of losing a confidant, like, and not ha- like, because you can't, you can't go to that person the same way you used to. No, you honestly, it it becomes you have to learn how to function. And discomfort because you're kind of starting this new part of that part of your life over. Like you, you mm-hmm. have to be uncomfortable with it because everything isn't normal anymore. You created routines. You know what I'm saying? Like your life looked different with this mm-hmm. person and it is going to look different with them out of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be an interesting topic today. Yes. So did you watch, you told me you didn't. Jada Pinkett. Uh, Jada Pinkett and Will are like slaying it online. They're the best people to follow on social media. If you're not following Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, you're missing out on some life gems. Did you see the video that Will posted today? Not today. Uh, no. He posted a video with his son Trey. 
his oldest son from his first marriage. Yes. And um, he was talking about how their relationship healed over all this time because their relationship really just wasn't always good because he divorced his mom. He felt abandoned and stuff like that. And Will mm-hmm. was just talking about that experience. Like, they are literally... They're taking... They're giving y'all therapy sessions for free. Come on. <laughs> they are literally giving y'all therapy sessions for free. But uh, on the Red Table Talk, they talk they talked about the effects of divorce. And Toni Braxton was on there sharing her experience about her divorce. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how ashamed she felt. Um... She was talking about how she was just in denial. She was mad that she had to pay alimony. <laughs> and then they also talked about like how side of how like divorces affect the kids. It affects everybody. So everybody can speak to a portion of what they go through when they're experiencing divorces. So you don't necessarily have to be a person who has gotten a divorce, but you can have effects from that from that situation. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, Red Table Talk, Courtney, you have to watch it. It's so good. I know. I'm so sad because I'm behind. Oh, maybe I'm only behind Wait, what's, what's the last now. one you saw? I saw um, the one with the conversation about white women. Oh, that was probably my least favorite of all. Yes. Really? We gonna have to unpack that now or later. Whenever you want. <laughs> okay, I want to know now. I'm curious. I didn't like that she said that now black women and white women are cousins. We're not cousins. Cousins is such a sacred thing in the black community. Like, to be somebody cousin, like, you know, we were just talking about your cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be somebody's cousin, you're close in a relationship with them. White women are not that to black women. See, I didn't take it. I didn't take it that I way. Like, I didn't receive it I didn't that like way. It. I was just like, that's such a sacred thing to be somebody's cousin. Y'all got to earn that. Absolutely. So when I, when, when I listened to it, I took it in the way of her trying to school white women and, and maybe just everybody. Like, there is truly only one race. And if you, if you know your history, we are all of African right. descent. <laughs> so somewhere down the line, you're gonna have some black everybody in, here. in this right, and everybody in this bitch related. Okay, <laughs> like we are somewhere East down the line. Kids, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess I just didn't take it that personal of like. I'm not about to go down the street and be like, or I'm not about to go to work and be like, oh, to my white colleague, oh, like, what's up, cousin? We're not cousins. <laughs> We're not. But from a historical standpoint, and if this conversation ever came up in the appropriate time, I am going to let you know that you <laughs> are of African descent because we all Exactly. Are. <laughs> but, I mean, I agree with her there, but I was just like, don't, you still can't call her my cousin. Like, oh, no. I, I get I'm that those are facts. That's Becky true. Everybody cousin. comes from the mother. That's why it's called the motherland. Everybody started there. And right. then Pangea happened, <clears throat> if y'all remember that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we we all come from there, but we just we just aren't cousins yet. I'm sorry. No, no, I I agree with that. Like from that from that standpoint, no, I'm not 
I'm not gonna call you my cousin. I was like, I don't know how they treat their cousins. They cousins bring green bean casserole. I would never do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> not to Thanksgiving. Shut I would never I would never do that to you. If I come to your Thanksgiving, <clears throat> I'ma make you a sweet potato pie. Right. I mean I will <coughs> Oh shit. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm smoking and I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm fine. What's going on? Speaking of, I just, I'm sick, child. I'm sick. (laughs) I'm hiking up a lung. I apologize, everybody. Um, No, you're absolutely right. I won't be bringing the sweet potato pie, but I will also not bring you no (laughs) green. Exactly. Yeah, but that's why I didn't like that one. But yeah, back to the the divorce one. Okay, yes. Yes. Um, okay. So, and it's funny because when you brought up the topic, that's exactly where my mind went. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think of it <clears throat> in the terms of, the obvious terms of the two adults in the marriage that divorce. Like, because it impacts everybody. Um, and probably, and I probably thought that way because... I have not been married, um, and technically I'm not a child of divorce because <laughs> I just told, I probably should not say this on this show, but technically my parents are still Dude, together. Dude, that always <laughs> trips me out. <clears throat> what, about yeah, my parents? Yeah, they're still married. Oh, yeah. But they have not, I mean, but they're married by paper, but they have not been together for, um... Wow, 18 oh, years? Oh, wow. 17, 18 years? That's a long... Um, they like live two separate lives. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I immediately thought of it in the context of the child. Yeah. And not, not the two adults involved. Um, but my... I think my perspective was always a little different on that, too, in terms of divorce from my parents in particular... I mean, there was a point where I told my mother, like, I just don't understand why you don't get a divorce. Right. Like, we were fine. We were fine with it as the children. <clears throat> and I also think that's interesting because, or that's always an interesting dynamic for children who do witness it because that's often an excuse. I won't say an excuse. Sometimes an excuse. For the adults or the two people that are married, like, well, we wanted to stay together for the children. And I would also often say to my mother, I'm like, but what if it's doing, what if you all staying together is actually a disservice to the children? You know what I mean? Like, at some point you got to cut your losses. But that's just my experience with it from the the non-married side. What are what are your thoughts based on what you saw from Red Table Talk? I thought it was really good. I thought that um, <clears throat> Tony Braxton. I think she goes through. Oh my gosh, it's not even Tony Braxton, but um, what's her name? Gammy. Gam. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love her. She's gotten three divorces, mm-hmm. and she has so many different experiences. Because I think when you think of a divorce, you kind of put. <clears throat> I don't know. You kind of lump everything together. Like it could be 
a matter of these. You just never know how it would play out for you. And it's different with every man that you're with. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was just interesting how it was because it was like her first marriage that was abusive and she had to leave. And then mm-hmm. the second marriage, the guy wanted to leave her and divorce her. That's a whole mm. different experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's so many people and so many perspectives. Um, and she had a lot of them, but it was great. I thought that what they, what um, Tony Braxton said about her being humiliated, like she thought it was her fault because she has lupus. You know, she has lupus. And she said she yes. thought that being sick, it was her fault. And I felt so bad because... That meant, like, Tony was in a dark place by herself in this moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that's not a good feeling. And the person you usually go to is now your enemy, almost. Especially if it's not a comfortable divorce. Do we... Did she share... Oh, and they actually dated for a year and a half after they divorced. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Because I was familiar with, and I'm pretty sure she has shared this on other platforms. What's the show that uh, I think uh, VH1 maybe used to do where they would do a story on celebrities and would kind of just go behind the scenes in their lives and so on and so forth. Whatever the case, I think they did a story on Toni Braxton. So I think she has talked about it there. But I was trying to remember like, okay, so we know it wasn't the lupus or maybe it wasn't the lupus i'm just trying to remember like what it was and like what caused them to get she said it was money because because she had Mm. lupus she couldn't do shows and so she wasn't doing shows so she was like it was like a financial strain so it was essentially money that's right yeah because tony went yeah and she still had to pay him alimony because she still made more than him which is crazy she said she she Crazy said she wanted get... him to renege on the um the prenup. I was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she I was did. Like, Girl, I would be hot. I bet she did. But you see that a lot now. Like Mary J went through the same thing. That's what she said. She was saying like she's one of those girls, and they were asking her like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "You know, it's like a few of us. Like it's me. It's a um." Supposedly, Mary J. Blige. Um, there's a few women out there who have to pay their husband's alimony. Yeah. But she was saying, like, but if if it was a woman, you would expect that man to keep that woman to the same style of living, that same standard of living. So, that's, mm-hmm. like, women expect that from men. So, it can happen to women. Oh, <clears throat> absolutely. It can happen to women. Absolutely. I would be dead hurt. <laughs> if it happened to me, I ain't trying to pay nobody no alimony. Like, <laughs> but I'm also not trying to get divorced either. So, not that I think anybody is. Let me just put that out there. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Just, I can't wait to watch it. Um,. It was something else I was going to ask you in regards to divorce, and I can't remember. So, <laughs> moving on, you have anything else to add to that? Um, I don't think so. If you guys have any questions about it, post them under our page. Have conversations with each other. Yes. That would be great. Um. 
I think I will also be curious just to like, and maybe that'll be, I don't know. It's probably a bit of a touchy subject. Like I even know a couple of people, which also kind of blows my mind. And it just reminds me, reminds me of my age. I was going to say how old I am and I'm not old, Um, but it reminds me of my age because I've, I have friends and colleagues that are my age that have been divorced already. Like married and divorced already. You're I know like, people on their really second marriages. Point? Yeah. Second. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm like, and it's no judgment, but I'm just thinking like, wow, what what must that be like? I don't know. For me, I just I can't imagine that. Not saying it can't happen to me. Not saying it can't happen to me. It can happen right. to anybody. And not that anybody can. But yeah, just it. like you had never envisioned. I'm just wondering, like, you had a wife. You had a, you had a wife, and then that ended, and you were with another wife. Do you ever think about that first one? I just, it's just, it would be too much. It would be too. There, there's. And who knows what that looks like. But then there's that recovery period, right? Right. Because like you said, do you think about your first wife? Like, how do I know that you're really over yeah. it? Or, you know, depending on the situation. Um, because there there are some people that I know that have been divorced, but it's been an amicable yeah. divorce. So it's it's not this brutal idea of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be an abusive relationship. Right. Um, to get to those limits. So it's like, well, what is it? Then? It's kind of like what that quote and, said. Like, you just become strangers. You don't know each other. And that's what I hope to... So the one of our upcoming guests... Um, like, I would love to have that conversation about how, how not to become strangers. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that, I mean... I would say definitely more than I have more perceivably happily married friends than divorced friends, but like you got to keep that thing rocking. But it's <laughs> you know but what I is, mean? is becoming bored with somebody or becoming strangers with somebody worthy enough to leave them? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like you took this covenant. So took- how do you not get to that point? Because I don't ever want to feel what's who was that? Deborah Cox? I don't want to feel like a stranger in my house. <laughs> I don't want that. And like you said, is that... And I don't want that to be a minimal reason for me to leave. So it's like, how do you... Because at some point... And it doesn't happen overnight, right? Right. So somebody becoming a stranger definitely does not happen overnight. So like... That's why I was like, I'm looking forward to the guests that we'll have because there has to be some dedication to making sure that that does not happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't... Because the first time it happens or the first time something happens, it's like, okay, the next time something happens and then it's just like, I don't even know this person anymore. What are we doing here? So, and maybe this is not becoming strangers, but I think at some point you will lose touch with your husband and your wife. It's natural because yes. y'all will never, y'all are two 
separate human beings. So y'all will never grow yes. at the exact same rate. So at some Absolutely point, somebody... But how do you get that thing back? No, no, no. I, that's true. But I'm just saying at some point, you still have to acknowledge that just because you're in a space like that, that that just might be temporary. So like, is that worth right. is that worth leaving when you know you two are humans and y'all should already go into this expecting that y'all will always grow on different in different rates? Exactly, exactly. No, I I completely agree with that because that's going to happen. You're not going to grow at the same speed. You're not even going to grow in the same direction. Right. What you want may be completely different than what your significant other wants, what your spouse wants, what your partner wants. Um, so that's why I have I was a Christian like, question to ma- ask. That's why I was like, it's not just a matter of maintaining it, but in those moments when it does falter, because it will, how do you get back to that? And that's not something that we can answer. No, that's true. But, um, Hit me with your Christian. No, Christian. I was gonna say, but even though, even though Christians say you shouldn't marry for the like in situations like this, could people perceive that to be unevenly yoked? Being a stranger? yeah, when you like you you don't know what's going on with each other, you don't really know them, you don't know if that matches who you want to be with anymore. I think some people could perceive it that way. I would not. Me either. I was just asking. <laughs> I would not. I don't I don't think that's what unevenly yoked means. Um because and this was actually and I might be sharing too much, but this was actually like a revelation for mm-hmm. me in looking at other people's situations with divorce. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, Well, why won't this person you know, why don't you just leave? And especially if it's not in those situations of abuse or anything like that I'm like why don't you just leave and randomly I stumbled upon and don't ask me what the scripture is don't ask me where to find it in the bible okay if I find it I'll post it (laughs) under the comments of this post for the show (laughs) but um but essentially it was just saying like even if there are times where your if there is a situation where your spouse or significant other has faltered in their belief that may not even be enough reason to get a divorce because if you are so strong enough in your faith where you can bring them to, then do that. Yeah, it says that if these things should happen, you sir, you're supposed to leave the house. Right. And so that's why I'm like, becoming strangers for me is not unevenly yoked. Unequally yoked. I would like we gonna have to we we would have to work through that. We have some things to work through, and I would want to make every effort to try to get back to where right. we were. In some form, not exactly how it looked like before, because that also can't right because you keep you both keep growing. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're having real adult conversation tonight, Courtney. We are. We really are. It's because we're 33. <laughs> we 30. Oh, I was like, we 33? We are. Bitches over here is 33. I was like, bitch, I'm the only one that's about to be 33 here. <laughs> you turning 33? I am. You better go, girl. I am. See, that's why I'm about to stop being vegetable. I mean, me. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I can look like that when I'm 33. <laughs> you sound like um, Ralph. He always be like, I'm about to stop eating meat too. To like, cause you know, like when I, not when I first stopped eating meat, but eventually after when I started eating meat, I stopped eating meat. I lost a lot of weight. And I was like, Ralph, that's not that's not how it worked. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's not. I was like, it was not because I just stopped eating meat. Because when I first stopped eating meat, I was eating a whole lot of carbs instead. Yeah. But you you already on your workout kick. Yeah. I'm not motivated anymore, though, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's dwindling at the end of my first year. I'm just like, I don't feel like it. And, and sometimes that's okay. You won't go and it's cold periods. outside. And it's cold outside. I'm going to still go, though. I ran out of motivation at one point. Well, after June last year. <laughs> so it's been, <laughs> um, and that's when I started to gain weight in the second half of the year. But I uh, gained weight back. I said, but we can't be having this. I, um, I bought a stationary bike to put in my house next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no more excuses. No more. So we've been it's right back there. on track for the good part of the year. That's for the good. good part of the year, but it ain't easy. Start working on your goals now. Don't wait yes. to January. Yes. All right. What's our um? We've been doing a little bit of me. rambling today, but that's all right. Y'all bearing with us. What's our next topic? Oh, you gonna do this to me? But in the meantime. <laughs> I'ma just tell y'all I thought I was gonna try to give like some tips for like the vegetarian lifestyle. Actually to be clear. Give me some. How do I start? Where do I start? Well, and I think this will work for you too. I and I love cooking. And so once I got into my own space and I was able to do that more, that changed the game for me. So when I first went I really went pescatarian, so I still um, eat seafood. Well, yeah, I, I want to do that. But that can even get, after a while, that got very boring for me. But I love cooking. So if you just start to find new recipes and trying those out, that changed the game for me. And when I was cooking more on top of working out, I would make sure I was working out a good four to five times a week. Um, but I was cooking everything. And so... Yeah, I was eating out a lot less, and I was also eating out a lot less because my options were a little bit more slim. And when I say eating out, I mean like fast food. I could still go to restaurants, and especially nowadays and in Columbus, there are a lot of vegetarian friendly restaurants. Right. Um, but because I was not eating as much fast food and processed food, the game changed. Um. I was eating things that I never really liked before. I'm really not a fan of peppers, but I cook with them. I make stuffed peppers all the time. Um, so you just eat the stuff out of the peppers? Yeah, but sometimes how you, like, I started trying new things and, like, how you cook them. I definitely don't like raw peppers. Um, but if I roasted the peppers for a little while and put, like, a glaze on them or something, it just changed up the flavor and the texture for me. Um but yeah, when I first started out, and I just I don't know what made me want to try a stuffed pepper recipe, knowing good and well I didn't like peppers. Um, it really it wasn't hitting at first, but I started playing with it, and you kind of get things down. Stuff it with a little couscous or a little quinoa, shrimp, 
It sounds like all all nicknames somebody would call me. <laughs> That's so real. You're right. I'm going to start calling you quinoa. I told you about um, the pharmacist who called me quinoa. No. Before. Yeah, so I was at a, I was at the pharmacist. I was at the pharmacy one day. And um, the guy, it's like a sign that says, get off your phone. And I was on my phone. I was just like, I can tell you my first and last name. You can find my stuff while I'm on the phone. And so he's like, I'm not going to take your, um, I'm I'm not going to service you until you get off the phone. So I was just like, I'm not getting off the phone. So he went and, get, he went and got my stuff. And so he comes back and he's like, because um, I usually tell him like last name Rivers. And so mm-hmm. then he goes, Quinoa. <laughs> and I said, let me call you right back. <laughs> Because I was like, you didn't even try. And I know that you went to school for a very long time to be a pharmacist. You that does not say you quinoa. You tell me you can't read. That does not say quinoa. And you white right. because, and I know y'all eat a lot of quinoa. Right. You We don't eat quinoa. <laughs> I oh, I was so mad, Courtney. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. Ugh. I'm going to start calling you Kingwa. Brandon calls me Kingwa. I had to think about Brandon. Brand- oh, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon calls me Kingwa. That is okay. funny. Yes. Okay, so I found the, t- the other topic. Okay, good. And then lost it again, and then now I'm back. What? Okay. I think I'm back. I am back. We're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> How's the holiday with, like, your mom and stuff? Who were you with, your mom or your dad? Wait, what? Whose side of the family were you with? Did your dad come around for Thanksgiving? He did not this year. Oh. <laughs> I was with um, I was with my mom's side. Oh, okay. I'm always, but that's always been pretty much, that's been typical. When my grandmother was alive, she would, um, my father's mother, mm-hmm. she would typically join us with, my mother's side of the family. Oh, um, that's cute. My my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, only had two children. Um, and... <laughs> sorry, so many things went through my head, and I was like, let me not tell my whole family business. But anyway, right. she only had two children, and I don't think her side of the family was super large, and a lot of them were not in Ohio, so... Any holiday she spent with us anyway. So that's kind of always been the case. Okay. Well, I was asking, because I was going to ask you. Do It was a good segue into the next topic. Yeah, that's why I got <laughs> confused. I was like, wait, what? Go ahead. Yeah. No, because I was going to ask, because I think it's always tricky to go around your parents and stuff on the holidays. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that can be difficult. Your parents can talk to you about, like, when you gonna get married? When you gonna bring your boyfriend mm-hmm, home? Mm-hmm. You know that's just some. You don't see your parents a lot now, but you for sure see them and spend time with them on the holidays. And mm-hmm. some people, you know, live at live near home where they can see their parents more frequently. But for me, it's usually like the holidays. I see my mom the most. Right. Um, yeah, but holiday tricky parent relationships during holidays is always is either real funny or it's really disappointing. Like either you laugh at it and be like, I don't really care. My mom got on my nerves. You know, we can't get along. We've never gotten along. Or you're kind of like, this is just another sad day. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on how you feel about it. Dang. 
I would say like this go around for me was like really really good. Which do you and your mom usually like butt heads? We don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that we. I was gonna say y'all get along. Y'all have a good relationship. We <clears> do, <throat> but we Excuse also me. have very different opinions on a lot of things. Though I think she has come around a little bit more. Maybe that's just because of as we have gotten older. Yeah. Um, but my mother and we've talked about this. My mother is very traditional. She very, is very traditional. Um. But, so I wouldn't say that we necessarily butt heads with, like, something that we'll joke about or we've joked about with my mother growing up is, like, she can be a little judgmental. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes people are, like, surprised by that because my mother is so sweet. She is. Um, She's, like, the nicest lady ever. I love her. But when you know you know so like if you're around her long enough and like if you see her make a face you're like oh okay that's what's happening that's what Courtney is <laughs> but so sometimes like we would have a difference in opinion in in that type of stuff but um I mean my mother knows that there have been times that she's gotten on my nerves and I know that there are times that I've gotten on her nerves uh the other day she was just like if you don't shut up like and genuinely like <laughs> Shut up talking because you telling my business. Like this was Ooh. so unnecessary. Like, <laughs> like literally, shut up. Yeah, like for real, shut up. Not in not in the sweet way. <laughs> um, but but it was like nice being home this time where it was just it was just enough. I went Wednesday night. I didn't come back until Sunday morning. And you know when you're at home for an extended amount of time, sometimes it can just be a little too much. And especially because yeah. I didn't kick it with my friends as much this time. I thought it was going to be a little overboard, but I think we were all good. We were all good. It was refreshing. That's good. But those moments happen. Yeah, they do. They happen with everybody. Mm-hmm. They definitely happen with everybody. I used to didn't believe that because me and my mom, we have a different kind of relationship. It's not like the close mother daughter best friend kind of relationship but it's mm-hmm. also not the i'm completely distant from her you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm so it's weird and so we don't really some days we can see eye to eye some days we we don't most days we don't though because mm. i don't think mm-hmm. we have like that that common ground and what makes my my mom is very much my mother not my friend she's still my mother absolutely um so we we're not chummy you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. talking to her about dating. I mean, she does say things to me about, like, not having kids, and that pisses me off. Does she your mom really, say things about no. marriage or anything? My mother does not do that. But, and it's funny that you say that because we were actually, when I told you we had um, cousin night, we were actually talking about that, and somehow we got on the topic of my mother, and they were like, yeah, Auntie Terry is real cool, and me and Kia, like... <laughs> she cool with other people right <laughs> and or like other people's kids and can be very open to that but like mm-mm. my mother would be i won't say that she would be fine if i never got married but that's not something that she pressures me about either okay so that's, like that's one of the things that I, I never have to go home and like worry about my grandfather used to be like when when y'all get married well, you know when somebody gonna have some babies some more babies other than Jalen. Right. Um, he would say stuff like that, but 
my mother she doesn't she doesn't pressure in that way um but we also don't have i think we have a very good balance of i was the same way like my mother was very much so my mother and not my friend right um but then when i went away to school we definitely got a little closer and it made it a little easier to talk to her because especially because she 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 is the reason why I know everything about my faith. And so being able to talk to her on that level yeah. kind of guide me through some things has been helpful, but um nah personal details, dating. Nah, we don't really do that. <laughs> yeah. Not too much. Not too much. But I could definitely see that out of you and your mother as well. Like, y'all are definitely mother and daughter. Y'all are yeah, friends. We're, no, we're not friends at all. <laughs> and sometimes she <laughs> and sometimes she tries to like cross that boundary because I am a little bit older. And it's so uncomfortable. And I don't think she knows that for me at mm. least. It's like we I would love to get to know you on that level, but like, where do we start then? Because mm-hmm. we have been friends my whole life. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a different mm-hmm. way of how my mom raised me than how I see at least my my parent, my friends who are parents raising their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, oh, yeah. a lot of it is night and day. And it's not to say, like, one is right and one is wrong, but it's just two it's different ways. Different. Yeah. And, um, yeah, some of my friends, I'll be like, you know, like, you're the mom. You can just tell them stuff. Cause my mom used to do that to me, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, some people like sit down, talk to their kids. I mean, she would ask me about my day and stuff about my friends, but we were never friends. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's I think at one point I just realized <laughs> because my mother also keeps it very real with me too. Like, yeah. At the same time. But I think at some point during college, I was like, okay, this is going to be the person that has my back. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't know who else, I don't know who else to go to. And it's also different too, because I'm, um, I'm so much younger than my siblings. So when I first went to college, I think there was still that, you know, that distance a little bit. Yeah. At first, because my sister is seven years older than me. Um, so that, you know, that's a whole different dynamic. So I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna call my mama. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but yeah, those, those parental dynamics and relationships are, are interesting. And I don't think that that's necessarily, again, I just have this skewed way of thinking. Um, that's not what I thought of when you first mentioned that topic, uh, I guess I was more so thinking like the different dynamics that I have between my mother and my father, which I think might be, might've been where you started to go with that Mm -hmm. um, in the very beginning. So yeah, but I really, I really don't have anything for that. I'm clearly closer to my mother though. Well, I was going to say we can, we can dive into that if you want to. I know I ain't got nothing else to add. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got nothing else to add. The one thing I do want to talk about, though, is the dynamic between black mothers and daughters. Mm. Um, Because a lot of times, like, our moms, (laughs) the love looks a lot different from, like, mother to daughter and, and, like, black households. 
And, Absolutely. And um, <laughs> there's a different level of respect and also yeah. at the same time disrespect yeah. because the way that we look at our moms and the way that we praise black mothers is almost seen as disrespect to even disagree with your mother. And you have every right to disagree with anybody you want to, but it's almost like it is forbidden. And so in a way that some daughters have to shrink themselves because of how they have to treat their moms and our community. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and that's something we don't talk about a lot. It's not. And I also think that there's been a shift, too, though, with, within our generation because that shrinking, I feel like... Um, started with our parents or not started with our parents generation but maybe has phased out a little bit after our parents generation and I say that too because I feel like the dynamic of the black household has shifted yeah so black women can't shrink (laughs) as much as they used to because they have a household to take care of you know what I mean and a household to manage but I think you're absolutely right, and especially from that respect factor, and I think that even goes to the point that you were, or what you were saying earlier, in that, you know, your mother is very much so your mother and not your friend. Like, that's how we were raised. Like, when I curse around my mother now, if I curse around my mother, I give her notice. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, Ma, you know, it's just been one of those kind of days. Like, I'm about to have to let out a few bombs here, okay? Right. You know what I mean? Because that, that is still so ingrained in me where that just that just doesn't, that respect level has always been there. And I think it also even goes back to um, the respecting your elders. Like, not only do I not curse, curse around my mother, um, but my aunties, my uncle, you know what I mean? The whole shebang. No, you're like, absolutely right. That's Those dynamics are definitely different, but I also think that, like, even as much as we may not be shrinking anymore, those things are loosening up at the same time. And like you said, it's not right they, or wrong. But I will say one thing. I, changed. I will say that if there's one thing that I think the younger generation could take from the older generation is the respect and elders part. Because it not, it not only applies to you as, like, your mom or your dad, but it applies to, like, their grandparents and maybe their great-great-grandparents or maybe any other elderly people that they may meet in the world. Exactly. Just to have that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to have that respect for them, like... Let's say you're in New York City and your kids see these elderly people standing up. They should they should let these people sit down. You have to teach them that. Like I think that yeah. that's I think that that's still something because that's older people are so fragile. Like in the way that you teach a kid how to teach how to treat a baby. I think that, you know, you're entering in the later parts of your life. We we know you you respect you enough to know like you've been on this earth for a while. Let me give you a seat. Yeah. It's just the yeah. kind of, it's just the, you have to treat people differently at different age groups. Just to like, just like when you treat 21 year olds different from 40 year olds, we all do it for different age groups. So why not teach them how to treat elderly people? And that sometimes have to start with you respecting your mother and your father. Yeah. Because simply put, like, that's how you're going to treat people out, out in the world. Like, yeah. I just don't want you going around kicking old people. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just can't have kids like that. I'll kill you. <laughs> like I'll be, right, like we're I'll not, be so mad. We're not doing that. Like that's just how you raise 
acceptable like, young people. Like You respect your elders. But right. I think a lot of younger moms forget that because they're younger and their kids are younger. And so to tell your kid who you only like 13 years older than or 15 years older than and respect your elders is like, I thought you was my sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I can see where that can be hard because people were, it's just different now. And it's also different because some of these elders are super disrespectful. <laughs> that is true, too. So, it's, it's one thing to open the door for you. It's one thing to give you my seat. Um, but to let you think that you're going to talk to me crazy? Yeah, that's not an entitlement. Elders, that's a nice gesture. You right. Right. <clears throat> I think that's a whole that's a whole different ball game. And I think... That's probably probably a little bit of the balance where it's like, yes, respect your elders, but have a voice for yourself, you know, like know how to speak up for yourself, know how to um, set a boundary of how you are to be treated and respected. Because if you don't, people will do whatever. Black, white, purple, I don't care. People will do whatever and and try to get over on you. And you can't let that happen, but at the foundation of it all, I think when you are learning respect, though, in the home, you can take that elsewhere as a foundation of just how to treat people. Right. And, you, and the, level, uh, the level of standard of how you want to be treated. But... No, no you're absolutely right. That, that mother-daughter dynamic in the black community... My gosh. Yeah, you got, it take one to know one and that and that <laughs> right. type of one. Like you gotta have somebody who is black, who understands like those are yeah, it take one to know you have to know somebody to in order to relate them. It's not like a situation you be like, I can empathize with that. You know nothing about this. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Unless you've and, experienced <laughs> it firsthand. <laughs> I actually remember <clears throat> when we first moved out when we first moved out, but when we moved to Twinsburg I had this friend. And she was black, black mama, all of that. Um, <laughs> you know, Twinsburg is predominantly white. Uh, and I remember her, like, talking back to her mother and not just, like, an under-the-breath type of thing, but, like, loud yelling. And I was like, like talking in her regular voice? No. That's screaming <laughs> to me. <laughs> right, your mama. Her regular voice, right, that's screaming. Um, and I remember you need to, you need to be like, mumbling on your way to your room. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only way I knew how to do it. Like, I would be walking upstairs, walking away from her, whispering, saying something, and even still feeling nervous about that. But I just remember thinking about this girl. I was like, we we didn't do this where I come from. Like, this must be some twins burst stuff. You've been out here too long. I don't know what's going on, but I would never, I would never. Yeah, she a different, she a different type of gangster. I would never. Because I couldn't, I would have to be a, a complete gangster to do something like that to my mother. And to not. I, I, I want to fall. <laughs> like, something's going to happen to and me. And to not, like, get a, like, and, and this is coming from somebody, I will say this, I know all black folks out there are going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I've never actually had a whooping. But to not get smacked. <laughs> or popped or something that I have had. Um, but 
Were you like a good child I, or something? I would. I think my mother would say so. <laughs> I think my mother would say so. I mean, there were a couple. So did the other kids get whoopings? My siblings probably did. Um, oh, you were just the baby, may, and so maybe you that's just it too. Through, but I also, through. I also learned <laughs> like from watching my siblings. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like yeah. whatever it was that got you in trouble, I don't want to do that. Okay, that's um, smart. But I would say things here and there that, and some of this was like when I was younger that would get me caught up. Like I called my sister a bastard once. Nothing, nothing oh for real gosh. major. I don't even know where I heard that. But, but <laughs> so my mother was good for popping me in the face. But um, you know, I saw something on Facebook the other day. It was like, did you grow up in a household where you, when the word lie yes. was like a curse word, and we couldn't tell my mother she was a lie yes. either. And my mother is heavy-handed, so we would get popped for stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to feel nothing else. <laughs> you don't need to punch me no more. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no, that's thank it. you. <laughs> if that's what's going to get me in I trouble. I got my life together. <laughs> I'm good. Exactly. No worries. I'm already scared <laughs> I'm straight. I'm good. You ain't got to worry about me, bro. But, yeah. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, I got whoopings. I was I wasn't bad. I just did mischievous stuff. Okay. Like lighters and spritz <laughs> to make flames. Yes. Like stupid stuff. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's dumb stuff. So I wasn't like a bad kid doing stuff that would get me in deep trouble. I just like the light stuff. I'm you know fire. what? That is very true. So like for that type of stuff, I probably should have got whoopings. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like me and my cousins, we did. Um, <laughs> we pulled home a Home Alone whole scenario on <laughs> one of our cousins, what? one of our older cousins that was watching us, like dropping an iron and everything. Like, so they were <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> like we were setting up booby traps. <laughs> so you're right. I probably should have oh got movies in some scenario. <laughs> But I wasn't a bad kid. Yeah, it's just that stuff. That's just stuff kids right. do. But you don't drop irons on no grown. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You did. You did need a whooping for that one. <laughs> uh, you did need a whooping for that one. That is oh, funny. Man. Well, okay. I think that wraps up episode thirty-three. Unless you have something to. No, girl. Okay. Well, let's uh, take a quick break for our ad from Sound Ears, and we will be back with you shortly. This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore. Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And welcome back. Hello. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Who are you giving, oh man, who are you giving your tip to this week? This is going to be really janky, but I'm going to give, I have one tip this week. The tip is going to be a 25% tip and it's going to create two. Oh, really? Yeah, just because, you know, I'm never really hopeful for sequels these days because we just can't seem to let things go. We just remake things and remake things and remake things. And I thought that Creed 2 was going to be that. And it wasn't. The new director, he was great. Um, I love seeing Michael B. Jordan. He kind of like, he did a good job in this movie. He was like, he wasn't one-dimensional Michael B. Jordan as he normally is. He just stays in one character the whole, like... Just one monotone. <laughs> gotcha. His whole movies. But he did really, really good. All of them re- did really good. So Creed 2 was actually good. Did you go see it? Okay. I haven't yet. Okay. I may actually do that as a treat to myself for my birthday. May go to the movies, catch a little matinee. Um, Fancy. I'm, I'm not surprised, though. Like, I'm expecting... I guess I have a high level of expectation because... I just feel like this is getting ready to turn, like it's turning into the, you know, the next set of series of the Rocky yeah, um, movie. So, like, I guess I don't look at Creed as just sequels. Like, it's a part of a franchise. <laughs> so, I Well, I've never seen any of well. the Rockies. <gasps> what? I haven't seen any Rockies. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. So... Yeah, in my mind, I liken it to a franchise, so I feel like it has to, not that it has to do well, but I guess I just don't look at it as just, like, doing a sequel and, you know, remakes and all of that. Like a Best Man 2. Right. Even though they did a good job. They did a remake. They did a really good job. That is one that I will rock with. Um, But that's what's up. Yeah, Creed 2 was good. He was fine as ever. Always. Body. Always. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to the director. He's from Cleveland. He is from Cleveland. I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I, I thought that was pretty dope for uh, Ryan Coogler to pass over those reins. Man, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler looks out. If you notice anything about his career, he just keeps putting people on on his yeah. way up. Yeah. Like, and that's what you're supposed to do. Michael B. Jordan from Fruitville Station. He said, "Come with me." You know what I'm saying? Let me walk you through this. Then put mm-hmm. him in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Set his whole career off. He on would his it, own uh, now. <clears throat> what did uh, Issa Rae, she was, when she said networking isn't always about, or building, whatever the case may be, is not always about going up but moving lateral to like yeah. Figure out who's in your network. Figure out who's right next to you. Yep. You know what I mean? And bring them with you. Yep. Um, yeah, so shout out to them for that. All right, well, I'm excited to see it, whether it be in theaters or on the fire stick. Uh, you know, Mark always judges me when I tell him I'm watching my fire stick. You need to go support the the theater. I know, I know, which is, which is why I try to do it. Um, but sometimes like. They got money. Listen, they not right, missing movie, nothing. Movies ain't cheap. You want me to catch all these movies in the theater? Listen, that's when no, I had bro. to realize I couldn't go to, uh. Beyonce's last concert. She ain't gave me not a hundred dollars back from all the money I've spent on her. Not a dime. Yeah, girl, you can watch her on a fire stick this one time. <laughs> so, I mean, I really probably will go to the theater for that. I try to save my fire stick for 
<laughs> basic white people movies that I don't Courtney. Know. <laughs> I'm supporting everybody to, black. I'm supporting everybody, everybody black. I try to spend my money on the black movies, so I need to do a double header and go see um, the Hate You Give in Creed Two. I just want to let you know that if you go see the Hate You Give, you should go see that first and then Creed Two. Ah, uh, yes, because yes. that movie took me to another level that I didn't need to be. I already know. One night I watched. Um, it's a third movie. I watched Moonlight, Moonlight, uh, Hidden Figures, and something else all in the same night. And when I tell you I was drained, mm. drained, like mentally drained, I was checking my privilege. I was checking other people's privilege as a black woman. It was too much, so... Yeah, I figured that I would probably need to see The Hate You Give first so I could have a little bounce back. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be pretty. Um, Who am I giving my tip to this week? Actually, I'm giving a... I'm going to go ahead and give a 30% tip to Cardi B. <laughs> um, I just thought of that on my ride home today. I was actually not feeling the money song at first. Really? At my very first, I know, my very first listen. But then my ratchet jeans just like jumped for that song. Come on. <laughs> I was like, what was I ever thinking? And that second listen, I was like, oh yeah, this is on point. I think I probably listened to it again while I was in Houston. All that to say, shout out to Cardi B as she continues to come with the hits. Like, I'm not mad. Yo, and she, she out here for real making money moves. Yes, she is. You see, I think did we talk about that on the last episode about her um shoe deal? I don't think so. You saw she had a shoe deal? I did not. She don't did ever I see that shit. Listen, if she don't want to, she don't ever gotta rap again. <laughs> Wait, who's it with? Um, I I wanna say Adidas. Um, is okay. it maybe not Adidas? Maybe oh it's Reebok. It's Reebok. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I she did was, see that. She's doing Reebok. Cause I was like, I just hope that um I appreciate her for making these money moves. I hope that they are um I hope she got some the right people in her corner so that she can have sustainable <laughs> money moves. I think she I think she has way too much money now to blow it all. Like she has to have people in place. They have to have a team behind her. So but you you'd be surprised. Right. Because we you thought would be surprised. all those other groups, you know, were living it up and they weren't. TLC, MC Hammer. <laughs> like I mean, we could rattle off people her and offset just rolling in money though bro yeah because we talked about that last episode because i was like i don't understand why she got so many cars and she can't drive she ain't got a license so but that's not what this was about <laughs> listen, you just those, keep making your listen, hits those real Cardi boss B. moves you don't even gotta have a license she got a driver <laughs> for five cars five cars Damn. no license Damn. can't even back the car up she can't even mm. parallel park it she got a driver to do that that's sad. I mean, that is not sad, but yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but shout out to you. Go, Cardi. You got any brunch spots? I did, and now I can't think of the name of it. Oh, Courtney. I know. Was this supposed to be for the both of us again? <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's cold. <laughs> 
You're, uh-huh. I'm a hermit in the winter. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to oh, go absolutely. home. I I don't want to go outside. And it's it's the perfect climate for my personality. I'm an introvert. This is my excuse to be an introvert. It's cold. Girl, I never need an excuse to be. I'll be in the house summer, winter. But I'm really trying to find the name of this place. It's in Houston because I told you I had um, several spots that I hit up. And I think, oh, that's what it's called. Got it. It is called Dish Society in Houston. And that was also really good. I'm trying to remember what I had, though. (laughs) That's sad. I have to go to brush this weekend. You don't have to. I do. I miss it. I mean, because you have to think about it. Like, I was in Houston now a month ago. I've been rocking with all spots from there. I have not actually gone to brunch since. Actually, I have gone to brunch since I've been back one time. Did you go to brunch every day you was in Houston? No. No. These were just, no. Because remember, the last one that I gave actually was not a brunch spot, but it was just so good that I had to mention it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But Dish Society is a brunch spot. Check it out. I do remember that it was good. Um, that's all I got for you right now because I can't remember exactly what I had. Oh, that's which okay. Which probably doesn't say too much, but check it out. It's a good spot. And maybe in two weeks, we will have a brunch spot, but we'll see. Okay. If y'all brunching, you let us know so we can shout it out. You know it. We can use y'all's. I'm going to use the pat. I'm gonna, you know how they do the read? And they passed the read. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to pass the brunch spot. Like, yeah, I'm going to have somebody we'll shout somebody else's brunch spot out. Yeah. Send us your brunch spots. We need some. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. All right, Keanu, you want to give them the social media? Yep. Go on Facebook and find our Facebook group um, on Bitches Love Brunch. We have an Instagram page, bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Um, follow us on SoundCloud, um, subscribe on iTunes, and subscribe on Spotify. Like, comment, review, and share. Please do. All right, y'all. See you in a couple weeks.